Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. My name is Shay Ryan Douglas, and in this series, we explore community connection, optimal human potential, and transformational collective growth through inspiring stories and conversations with a diverse range of people who are working towards positive change in the world. This is really exciting, and I hope you enjoy this episode. To get the full video versions of all the interviews on this podcast, please visit earthheroestv.com and I'd greatly appreciate it if you took the time to like, share and subscribe. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Shay Ryan Douglas and I'm here with Dennis O'Connor from Awakening in Health. Today we're going to have a really exciting conversation about the infamous Western A Prince who I have just come to know through Dennis and he's going to shed some light on who this man is, why he's so significantly important, why no one knows about him and why people must know about him now more than ever. So it's an exciting time but before we get in that I want to invite you and just remind you to find great content from this conversation that Dennis and I have had for many months now. You can find it in the back end in the membership site of Earth Heroes TV. It just looks like this. We have such a diverse range of professionals, health doctors, um, permaculturists, yoga teachers, whole variety of amazing content that is aimed to help elevate consciousness on this planet at this time. Really exciting time to be alive in the world. Um, you can cycle through. There's huge amount of great content on there from documentaries to self-help information and consciousness expanding content, really conscious content that is um, awe-inspiring. And Dennis and I have had many great conversations from germ theory to vitamin D, and it's getting huge tractions. It's going viral, and uh, I want to just invite you, if you're interested, just click the link in the descriptions. I'll also drop it in the comments, and you can join us there. Otherwise, today I want to focus on uh, this, the Isaac Newton of today's world. Dennis, who is this man, Western A. Prince? Western A price, like price. the price of a cup of tea. Yes, yes, yes. And again, it, we 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 go down these little rabbit holes about uh, about these lots of chats, and it's it's quite incredible to me that I only stumbled across this guy probably about five years ago, and that's after twenty odd years in health. And when I first was looking into him a little bit more, um, when you just do a Google search on this guy, you get on the top of the Google list. This, these these fact checkers and these uh, these sites that essentially demonize the work he's done. Interesting. So, is this guy still alive? No, he, he's uh, just from memory. I think he he uh, died around nineteen forty eight, and uh, he was born in Cleveland in in around the the eighteen seventies, somewhere around there, eighteen seventy two, seventy three, maybe from memory. But uh, yeah, he he has passed away since but he still has a, what is called the western a price foundation and they've got a website and they look they put lots of quite incredible um information on that website you're right i just found the website here it is the western a price foundation the wise traditions in food farming and the healing arts just flicking down so tell me why is this guy so significant um why do we need to know about him and t tell us more about everybody's him. got to know about this guy sure sure so this guy was a dentist he trained as a dentist and he when he was going kind of through his career he just noticed this 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 continual 
like a stream of people whose teeth were terrible. So this is around the industrial age, the industrial revolution age. It's all around the early 1900s. And these guys had black teeth and crooked teeth and funny jaws and whatnot. And he was kind of following the traditional dentistry principles, which were fairly unsophisticated. Uh, essentially, they just, just involved ripping out your teeth with these kind of implements that looked like you could use them on horses. And that was it. And uh, if, you, if you were lucky, you didn't die of, a, of some kind of nasty infection because of a tooth ab abscess. And he got to thinking that this wasn't right. So he started traveling around. He, he start, first of all, started traveling around the States and around Canada. And he was looking at indigenous tribes. And then he extended his search much further and started go traveling all around the world to indigenous locations. And he, he wrote a book. The book, uh, the, the name escapes me at the moment, but it's it's packed with these incredible pictures of these more, uh, less industrialized groups of people, I guess, for want of a better description, with absolutely perfect straight teeth. So not only did he document why this might be happening, but he, for, he started to form a lot of different hypotheses about why this might, might have been happening. And his conclusions at the end of decades of research are absolutely profound and they're exceptionally valid today. Super interesting, dude. Um, yeah, thanks for sharing. I'm super excited to have this conversation with them. It seems, you know, it's so funny. There's a movie uh, by a guy, uh, Australian fella, it's called That Sugar Film. And they look at each oh, other yeah. the yeah. United States and the teeth are just gone on these people. And, you know, a lot of that had to do with also um, diet choices, um, sugar intake, artificial foods. And, and it seems that he's obviously invested and um, knowledgeable and credible in the space of health and wellness, particularly looking at being a dentist, looking at the teeth out. Could you explain more how um, he's got, you know, qualifications to be able to make discerning decisions on where we're at in this time today um, with everything that's going on in the world around um, health and well-being and how that interconnects into um, self-responsibility as to choosing what we put into our bodies? Sure, sure. So I guess in his favor, the first um, the first kind of tick, the box that you tick in his favor is the fact that he wasn't an expert in that particular field. So by default, he didn't have the indoctrination and the mistakes in training that could corrupt his thinking. So he was a dentist who ended up looking at nutrition, at nutrition and health. And as a result, he was he was already outside that normal mainstream health paradigm. So he could actually check into things differently. And bear in mind, this guy died in the 1940s. And the fact that his work is relevant more than yeah, about 100 odd years later, 80 years later is absolutely astonishing. And it goes way deeper than just things that we're putting into our mouth that affect directly our teeth. There's much more issues. And this guy basically was the, one of the first guys to um, come up with this, I guess, platform that we can look at where we look at the effect of not only sugar, sugary foods, but processed foods and hydrogenized oils. And he's conclusions based on uh, how, he, how he was formatting the importance of, of uh, how your teeth are formed are just absolutely on point and they, they, are, they are rock solid still today. So essentially, there's a few things that happen when we have a non-natural diet. And one of the problems with a non-natural diet is the fact that as kids, we're fed this kind of processed mush. And as a result, our jaw, our jaw development and our face development 
doesn't go through the processes that it did hundreds of years ago. And if you think about it, if you think about cows, if you think about horses, there's not one, there's a few exceptions in animal groups, but for mammals, there I can't think offhand any mammal that has uh, teeth that are crooked, apart from a few exceptions. They've all got straight teeth. You've never seen a lion with buck teeth or a friggin', you know, a zebra with these weird teeth sticking out. And this, and this is the way, if we, we're, we are built to develop naturally, the other thing which is really quite important is breastfeeding because breastfeeding actually uses lots of different muscles and this actually changes how your face develops as a child. So this progression onto something that's much more unnatural, which is a teat on a bottle as opposed to a breast, actually changes the way your, your mouth and your face forms. Now, if you add into that micronutrients, which are really important for bone growth and development, all of a sudden, you not only are you not um, pulling your, your your facial muscles or your your jaw structure around by using your facial muscles, but the other thing that's happening is in order for those muscles to grow properly, it doesn't happen. And he's one of the people who identified things like vitamin D, vitamin K two, and all these things for a normal bone structure. So we think that our teeth are kind of sticking in this area of our face, and they get stuck in the wrong place. But quite simply, it's the fact that our jaws are underdeveloped in the modern world, so we get tooth crowding. And I, because of tooth crowding, you get bad perfusion sometimes to your teeth and you get tooth decay. Then you lump into that, all our horrible food, which is actually directly affecting our teeth through acidity. acidity. Uh, you have just this recipe for disaster and you have a population with um, dentition, which, which, is, which is horrendous. Yeah, thanks for sharing on that, Dennis. It's really interesting how our health is so interconnected and related to our teeth and it's probably a topic that even though you know we're conditioned to wake up brush our teeth go to bed and brush our teeth and um, take care of our, our teeth through our diet it, and our upbringing based upon the way that we're um, raised can really have a big impact on the way that our teeth are formed and grow over over time super interesting and I'm curious you know like how why this guy got so ridiculed? Why did they shut him down? What made him like so villainized when he's just trying to, you know, empower people with health? And isn't that funny? And we've we've obviously alluded to this before in relation to modern health issues and pandemics and whatnot, and all these guys getting deplatformed. But what he he again thought right outside the box. So he wasn't just looking at people's faces and people's teeth and, you know, just focusing on this one specific area, but he was basically the grandfather of gut health. And he, in his writings, was one of the first people to be talking extensively about the microbiome and the gut bacteria. And one of the most, one of the most fascinating conclusions that he had was that, um, we, we, due to processed food and modern diet, we are actually not getting these really important microbes into our guts to be able to do all the right things and put all our micronutrients and our different things in our food into the right places and hence stay healthy. And one of the huge, one of the things that he identified for lots of these natural tribes and lots of these indigenous areas was the fact that they would, they had raw dairy. And now raw dairy since the early 1900s has been demonized as something that will imminently kill us. So when you look at Western Price now, it's the, the, the kind of the, the, the people who vilify him are, he talks about raw dairy. This guy is dangerous. He will kill your kids and he will kill your family. And it's kind of funny that in most, nearly every single 
underdeveloped country, they don't tamper with their dairy. They're drinking milk almost essentially from cows. I did it when I was a kid. My grand, my grandparents had farms. So I literally drank milk almost directly from cows. And we've talked about this before. But um, in around the early 1900s, this is when Mr. Louis Pasteur, who I'm not such a big fan of, even though he's been idolized and put on, on pedestals, he was, a, he was quite a big uh, plagiarizer. And uh, he, fr he was involved in, fr in fraudulent experiments that he made up to prove his hypothesis. I don't know if you, if you, if you knew about that, Mr. Pasteur. But he um, basically helped establish a really, really big industry. And that industry was the dairy industry. There would not be no giant dairy industry without him. So what he was saying was there was all these horrible little bugs and nasties in our milk, and we had to do things to it before it was safe. And this is obviously with no no real people dying. And the big problem with that, with um, what he was trying to kind of hypo the thing about milk was all the cream would float to the top of milk. This is in the early 1900s. These clever guys worked this out. So the early people would get to the milk first. They take all the good milk. And the thinner milk would be left sitting at the bottom of these massive containers and the farmers wouldn't be able to sell it. So these uh, salesmen came along and essentially thought, we're going to do something about this. We're going to take all the good stuff off the top. We're going to make another industry called the cheese industry and the butter industry. And we're going to keep the shitty milk at the bottom and we will add calcium and a few different things to it and sell it as a health food. But the other thing is, in order to take even more stuff out, we'll do this process called homogenization, which is basically push it through these kind of filters and fibers and squeeze all the good stuff out and sell that for other stuff. So essentially, we're left with this uh, watery product that doesn't resemble what natural dairy looks like. And you've all of a sudden created in one fell swoop a load of different industries out of that. Wow, super interesting, man. Like just the history of uh of milk and uh just something that i notice even my own body is that i um yeah milk doesn't sit well with my my system actually because whether it's um pasteurized homogenized it could be all of the processes at all but i get extremely mucusy um bad digestion and um yeah not really clogged up it doesn't help my system function very well it's just something i've noticed ever since i was a boy i used to get really snotty nose not drinking milk and um have, interesting we have these could you break down um is it a myth that milk is good for bones or is that is that real it's a myth so 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 again everything has a has a nuance about it and uh when i say it's a myth we are essentially getting this product from sick animals so if you're getting your milk and your dairy from the supermarket essentially you're you're taking in toxicity and you're taking in poisons so the the whole calcium in the milk being good for your bones is is really it's very misleading it's it's much less direct than that so calcium is obviously really important but in the wrong places calcium is really it can kill you and we know this because we can get, get calcium plaques on our heart we can get calcium deposits in our brain we call it alzheimer's so unless you have the other stuff that directs the calcium and i've talked about this before vitamin k2 is especially important to direct that calcium around the place in its proper quantities it's kind of neither here nor there that you're just putting uh, kind of toxic dairy into your system. And then we have this these kind of stories about lactose intolerance, da-da-da-da-da-da. And I'm not really convinced that they're actually real uh, when we think that we are actually getting this these dairy products from animals that are loaded with hormones, loaded with antibiotics, loaded with vaccinations, and are reared on absolutely horrendous food, which is making them sick. So if you're eating stuff from poison animals, 
maybe the milk that you're getting out of them is going to be fairly poisonous as well. So if you if anybody had dairy problems, if they liked dairy and had problems with dairy, my suggestion would be to go towards a much more organic and natural style of dairy product. Yeah, nice. Great suggestion. I love it. Thanks, Dennis. Is there anything else uh, you wanted to share just around this famous man, Western A Prince, uh, Price? Sorry, I can call yeah. him a prince. <laughs> all good, all good. Uh, yeah, yeah, Tell about him and what he's done. I got on my screen there, um, like a, a list of some images there that I pulled from the internet. Do you want me to chuck that up? Or, yeah, yeah, cool. Great. And you can kind of look, can you see my mouse there? No. I don't know if it's going to catch on my mouse. But anyway, just you got two pictures there, which are fairly interesting. The first one, uh, so you got a book on the far left and then one beside it. But you can see there just these, these indigenous people with just these incredibly healthy, straight white teeth. And these, this is like pre-industrial, but a quite a good one was the one just underneath it of the two boys standing side by side. And this, I think, was taken in the Hebrides, just from memory, from, from the book. And the guy on the, this, the Hebrides, is a, it, I'm pretty sure it's up in Scotland, but the guy on my right, uh, which is uh, he's a tall, strapping-looking guy, these guys were both twins. One, the guy on the right was basically stayed on the farm and the guy on the left went to the cities and the guy on the left is is a different specimen to the guy on the right these guys are identical twins one is a big strapping young virile looking farmer and the other guy is just this kind of sickish looking uh old-fashioned dude who you might see in a picture in a city bit like you dennis <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. I do like it. I like the jokes. Good bit good. Of I'm just joking. But yeah, the point being that uh, the, the natural kind of diet and lifestyle in, in harmony with the environment and the land and working with the hands is obviously positive and more beneficial, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But that theme of, of you know, this, this natural, uh, non-industrialized type of living is, is incredibly important. And I can see by your perfect teeth and your, your beautiful straight jaw there, Shay, that, uh, you know, you, you, your parents obviously follow this guy's principles. Yeah, absolutely. I've had the, the privilege of growing up in far north Queensland, which is just a, a play, outdoor playground for uh, kids and adults as well. You know, there's so much... Uh, to see and do in this beautiful region from going out to the reef, fishing, uh, to snorkeling, diving, as well as playing in the rainforest and the waterfalls. And, you know, I've had the real privilege of just being immersed in a natural environment and um, having the experience of moving overseas and living in Milwaukee, a huge city, I noticed myself, even though I was playing sports a lot of the time, uh, primarily soccer, being very active, um, I actually was getting less healthy um, and I um, was more susceptible to injury when I was playing over there. I was ha had a terrible diet. Um, I was staying up late at night. I uh, wasn't getting good sleeps and just noticing it in my own experience um, how much the environment impacts our health and our well-being and noticing my natural thriving state come back into fruition when I found placed myself in a again, a more natural environment that was connected to the, the sun's natural cycle, the plants that are surrounding me. And I get it, like not everyone can live in tropical paradise, right? However, we do have a choice um, in where we place our energy, where we place ourselves. And even if it's that smaller town or even if it's in a, um, you know, a more positive community of people, it's going to have a positive impact in the long term for our well-being, our health, and most important, just for our lives. You know? 
Absolutely. And I think, you know, we, we can all compare ourselves to people living in different situations and somebody has got more than other people and some people do better. But for me, I think it's really important to hold this idea of, of a gradient into your mind. There's no perfect beginning and there's no perfect end. You're, you're at a certain point along a, a gradient. And the idea is if things aren't working to push a little bit further up. So if you're not in a place with like the tropics where we are, then you, if you're, if there's, if, if it's winter, then you get outside more. You know, you, if you're static and you're sitting around and looking at a computer screen all day, you do less of that if you're not exercising enough. So we, we, you, there's always changes we can make if our health is not, is not optimized in order to lead us towards a better direction. And the important thing is, is getting the start. If you don't make that start, you can't get momentum up. So sometimes it's really overwhelming for people to make those changes because they think they have too much to do. But it's, you know, it's like the old analogy, you push a, a pebble down a hill and uh, you can cause an avalanche, but it's just getting that little pebble to make that start to be able to make the changes happening. And then when you can do that, miracles can happen. Fantastic, Dennis. I want to thank you for your time, mate, and uh, sharing this wisdom of this man, uh, Western A. Price. And I uh, love these conversations. So if you guys love them as well, please like this video, share it with your friends, leave us a comment if you don't. And uh, we'll see you next week on Thursday afternoon. Dennis and I get together for a show on Awakening Your Health with the Earth Theories TV platform. Uh, get exclusive content when you subscribe today, seven days free. Click the link in the description and uh, look forward to seeing you next time. All right. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Shay. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this series. And if you'd like to listen to the full episode and get more conscious content online, tune into our online video platform at earthheroestv.com. Hope you have a great day, guys, and a huge love from me. And see you next time.